So now, what do we call it when the communion wafer becomes the body of Christ? Oh, oh, oh. Hey! Yes, Homer? Transubstantiation. Very good. He cheated. He's got it written on his arm. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, Kevin. <gasps> First communion? Oh, we've got to stop them now. Once they seal the deal, there's no turning back. Just like the Jews with their snippety-snip. Bart, get your things. You're leaving with me. Sorry, Mom, but this is a Catholic church. Chicks don't have any authority here. Mrs. Simpson, please. If there's a problem, I'm sure we can talk it over. Back off, Popey Le Pew. Marge, what are you doing here? Homer, you're physically an adult, and what you do in the privacy of your own soul is your business. But I didn't change Bart's diapers for five years to see him become a Catholic. I thought there was a monster in the potty. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, the podcast where we always cover the wife in Jaws 2. This week we are here to review episode GABF09. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Guest Star. I am Dando. I am Guy. That was meant to be sort of Catholic. Uh, That's like your go to religious. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone who has tuned into the show this week, and thank you to everyone who tuned into the show throughout 2022 and are now sticking around for 2023. This is the first official episode of Four Finger Discount for 2023, and what a way to start the year off, Mr. Davis, with the finale of season 16. We finally got here. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Guest Star. Whether it is actually the finale, I don't know. To be honest, I don't care. I'm saying it's the finale. You're saying it's the finale. We're all saying it's the finale. <laughs> You're saying it's the finale, and I'm agreeing. Uh, yes, because uh, looked on Disney Plus and was like, wait a minute, didn't we already cover the final episode? But there's some uh, confusion going around as to whether the Father, the Son and the Holy Guest are is the final episode of Season 16. Dan does the authority when it comes to this kind of thing. He's the one who's reading out the uh, the serial numbers at the start of every episode. I'm going to let him go with it. And to be honest, does it really matter? At this <laughs> stage all, of the proceedings? Each episode is in its own vacuum. Who cares what the finale is? That's correct. This is not a part one or part two of any ongoing saga or anything like that. It is a standalone episode. Um... Yeah, it could have been anywhere. It just happened to be either episode 20 or 21 of season 16. Whatever it is, we're here to talk about it. We're back for 2023, baby. (laughs) Yes, I hope you all had a fantastic holiday season, however you choose to celebrate it. Hope Santa or whoever brings you goodies over the holiday season brought you some goodies and you spent it with the people that you love the most and had a great time. And also, just as I said, thank you to everyone who supported us throughout the year last year and thank you for sticking with us. And of course... I know we, we, we shill ourselves sometimes, Mr. Davis, but I just want to start off this episode by just saying, hey, guys, the, if you do enjoy everything we do here at that Four Finger Discount, The Empire, whether it be this show or Talking Seinfeld or going to the South Park, the one about friends, if you're already a patient, you'll be aware that we do Tales of Futurama in the movie, guys, which is going to be coming to you guys on the free feed as well. A little bit mm-hmm. behind, but, you know, if you want to be up to date, you can be a patron as well for the movie, guys. But if you want to uh, support the show, And if you have the financial uh, capacity to do so, the best way would be to join the family on Patreon. It really would help us grow here at Four Finger Discount. As you're aware, I quit my job last August to focus on this. So the more support we get, the more this becomes 
uh, a reality, that that dream becomes a reality. But if you are a patron, just in case you weren't aware, just this, this is some of the things you get. You'll get full access to the uh, or get access to the full archive of all the Guy on Springfield reviews. I know now every few weeks or so we'll have a guest on to review a classic episode, but we've already done like 30 episodes of Guy on Springfield reviewing classic episodes. You get full access to that. So every episode of Guy on Springfield. Plus, we're going to be doing some exclusive for Patreon as well. The ones, the, the one that the patrons chose this month is actually the one and only Cape Fear. So if you want to hear Guy and myself discuss Cape Fear, just jump on board the Patreon bandwagon. You also get early ad-free access to all the shows we do here on the network, not just this, all the other shows I listed before. As I said, you get to choose which episodes we go back and review, as well as which movies. You can take part in the polls in the uh, the Four Finger Discount Facebook community, which every patron gets access to. And there, it's just great. It's, an, it's an, one of the most wholesome communities on Facebook. I absolutely love it. It's really, besides marketing the podcast through the page, that community is the only reason I have Facebook these days. I love going there and chatting with everyone in there. Uh, you get da- so you get daily banter with Guy and myself. You get monthly Zoom calls with Guy and myself, and as well as prize draws. Now, we've been a bit uh, you know, haphazard with the prize draws lately, but they're back. And this month, the, uh, the, the prize draw for patrons is uh, uh, it's a gift pack of Simpsons merchandise clothing, apparel, uh, valued to uh, almost $100. So if you want to get access to that prize draw, we're going to be drawing at the end of this month, uh, end of this month of January. It's Simpsons apparel, which includes a Simpsons t-shirt of Tatum versus Simpson. You may have seen me wearing it, Mr. Davis. It's a really, really cool that. shirt. A really cool Simpsons beanie. Plus, you also get a Simpsons booting flag as well because it's Australia Day this month here in January. So, you get a bunch of Simpsons merchandise valued to almost $100 just by being a patron. You go into the prize draw. That's just some of the stuff you get access by being a four-figure discount patron. Like, we love, we live to give. I didn't want to be that guy that just said, hey, can you please support us because we give you free stuff? I'm like, we give you all these free shows, but we also give you a bunch of extra shit as well if you support us. So that's <laughs> that's our way of giving back for you giving to us. So uh, as I said, everyone who's already jumped on board the family on Patreon and supported us, love you all. And um, honestly, if just try even if it's just for $1, jump on, Join the Facebook community, and I guarantee you will not regret it. You will not go back. It's um, it's just it's a whole lot of fun. My God, what salesmanship! That was just incredible. Look, I don't know if we we're actually putting this up on YouTube, but you should see the sweat that Dando has worked himself up into. Ooh, just oh, oh, but you know, shilling the four finger discount. It's not only a family; it's a community. It's not only a community; it's a network. It's only it's not only a network; it's an empire. So uh, be part of it. Yes, but yes, it's, <laughs> honestly, the amount of shit that we put up there, guys, you will not regret it. I worked it out. We put up so many hours of podcasts every week on our Patreon channel. So make sure if you are able, to, if you are able to, and you've been, you know, we've been doing this for almost eight years. If you've got eight years of entertainment from Four Finger Discount, why not just support us just a little bit, just a little bit, right? just, just, bit a little, bit. just a weird little bit, if you're able yeah. to, of course, if you're able to. Yeah. We will not begrudge you if you can't. <laughs> and you know, if you don't want to do a little bit, maybe do a bigger bit, a bigger or, bit, yes. Or, a huge bit. I don't know. We're, we're going to be <laughs> anyway. intru- we're going to be introducing guys. By the way, a fifty dollar tier. I won't announce what you get for the fifty dollar tier, but it's something pretty damn awesome. So that's going to be coming up in the coming weeks as well. So look out for that. But Mr. Davis, you worked up. You discussed before. Well, you want you want to say? I can see you want to well, say something. Well, I, I thought we discussed that I wasn't going to be you know opening an OnlyFans account for the fifty dollar tier. No, that's for the twelve dollar tier. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the 50 cent tier yes <laughs> that's for the we pay you tier <laughs> that's what that's what you, that's, you'll get a nude photo of guy if you don't join the patreon channel indeed <laughs> it's me with my pants around my ankles holding a sign saying we'll dance for food 
This guy's giving away for free. Anyway, but as I was saying before, you mentioned me getting into a sweat. New year, new me, the whole, you know, the whole fucking kick your brutal. I thought now it's time to, you know, when you get to sort of closer to the end of the year and you're like, I should start getting, you know, into shape for Christmas. And you go, ah, fuck it, I'll start in the new year. So that's what I've gone. I've gone, no, I just enjoyed myself over the Christmas break. And now I've started, yesterday I did my first run on the treadmill. I just did 8Ks because I was just like, I'm not going for the 10Ks. I tried for the 10Ks, couldn't do it. Um, But man, I sweat up a fucking storm. But man, you feel so good after you actually get off your ass and do something. So, you know, if you're at home, even if you're just going for a walk or something, sometimes I take the kids for a walk in the pram. If you're at home and you're feeling a bit lethargic or whatever, just get up and go do something. I know in America it's a bit hard at the moment because you've got those blizzards and shit. So, you know, our thoughts go out to all you guys out there who are suffering because yeah. of that. But just get up and walk around, do some stuff. You know, it's uh, it's summer here in Australia. So if you're an Australian, the weather's good. Get out and do something. Indeed. And in the words of Jeremy Renner, watch out for that snowplow. Yeah, I know. Poor Jeremy Renner, eh? Poor Jeremy. Our thoughts go out to the uh, one cent future Hawkeye. Uh, that, that it was a really... shit day for celebrities yesterday, wasn't it? Well, what else happened? Uh, Kevin Block, the um, the iconic American rally driver, he started like DC Shoes and things like that. Like he's he's huge. Like he when it comes to like stunt driving and things like that, he's like like the Tony Hawk of stunt driving. Like everyone loves oh, okay. this guy. He unfortunately passed away in, in an accident. Yeah, so that's oh, our thoughts go out to his family and all of his supporters. Like that was just like whoa, no one expected that. It was only like forty something, maybe fifty. Like oh. he's really young, way too young to have to have passed away. But also, did you see that terrible? Um, Footage from the NFL. Oh, I, I, I haven't watched the footage. I'm, I'm a little too scared to, in honesty, but I well, have heard I, I, about... Honestly, I, I accidentally watched it because I didn't know what I was watching. I, I was just scrolling through and I was like, what the hell? Is, what's going on? It's not like it's a um, an injury. You know that time when Nathan Brown, the Australian footballer, had his legs snapped or something like that? Mm. If you saw this happen, this is the kind of thing you see in a boxing match. He just falls to the ground. But knowing the aftermath, it makes you go, oh, shit, like he could you know, he essentially died on the field. But he, 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 it's just him falling down like someone that's just been knocked out in a boxing fight. He just sort of is there, and then he just falls down. So I'm not we're sure. Talking, I'm, we're talking about NFL player Damar ha- ha- Hamlin, by the way. Yes, yes. So I hope Hamlin um, pulls through. Apparently, it's not looking good, but that's just terrible. It's actually crazy to think that that hasn't happened in a major sport, whether mm. it be you know in NFL or AFL. I mean, in AFL, we don't we don't even wear protective gear. So it's just incredible that this hasn't happened before. But yeah, it's just terrible, terrible. Way to start the year. Indeed. Thoughts and prayers go out to this people. And in a nice silky segue, thoughts and prayers are sort of the theme of this episode of The Simpsons, The Father, The Son, and The Holy Guest Star. Another one of those episodes where you've got to really ride that line fine and not cross it too far because they take the mickey out of various religions in this, but I don't think they ever crossed the point where it was offensive. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> they do sink the boots into my religion of choice or religion of upbringing. That's Catholicism to you folks. Um, but it's not like they focused on Catholic community, though. They, they, they took the mickey out of everything. I mean, how, how, how fun does Catholic heaven look? It does. It looks dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, um, the, the the deck that DiCaprio dances on in Titanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you've got uh, you've got the Mexicans enjoying uh, in, enjoying their space. The Italians are having a big uh, lavish meal at a big table. The Irish brawling as the Irish are wont to do, and um, then they all come together for just hanging out, being mixed together. I'm allowed to say mixed because I'm a mick. Honestly, and I've always said this on the podcast. Not a religious man. I always find the religion-based episodes a little boring. Not boring, but just like ah, eh, whatever. Take it or leave it. It doesn't. It doesn't affect. Like you said, for example, I could tell you're like somewhat not offended, but just like yeah, you shouldn't be saying that. 
I couldn't give a shit either way what they say about religion because I couldn't care less. I don't, I'm not religious. <laughs> so, like, the jokes don't really land with me. I, I, but still, I thought, as someone who is an atheist, I still enjoyed it. The first act I thought was a bit slow, but it got better as it went on. I thought Liam Neeson did a very good job as Father Sean. I like Liam Neeson. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a very... For someone who's, a, you know, a tough guy of repute on screen, he's got a very affable, nice, nice manner about him. <laughs> was he so, always the tough guy, though, or was that just the Taken films? I think, yeah, it was very much a late career kind of reinvention for yeah. him because, you know, prior to that he was regarded as, you know, generally a bit of a leading man and a bit of everything. You know, prior to Taken he was best known for Schindler's List. He was the lead in Schindler's List. Yeah. And, you know, he had a few other things in there as well, but, you know, he was a yeah, quite was romantic. Well, he was quite Gin, of course. <laughs> but, you know, he was a romantic lead. He was a swashbuckler. He was a bit of a mentor. He was, you know, um, Bruce Wayne's mentor in Batman Begins. He was the poor um, single father widow in Love Actually. Correct. He's done a bit of everything, old Liam. And, you know, and then they realised, hey, wait a minute. He's a big sort of imposing guy. He's a big dude. I think he'll, I think Liam Neeson's only like 6'3 or something. Um, you know, and Brawny, I think he was a boxer or an amateur boxer back in the day, back in Ireland, before he really got into acting. He's got a boxer's nose. He got a boxer's nose, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's fun to remember. It's like, oh yeah, he's doesn't actually just growl and say, "I'll find you and I'll, I'll kill you." <laughs> I was about to say, like, imagine being on set when when he was del- delivering that line. Everyone must have just looked at each other and gone, "Oh shit." Okay, don't, ka-ching. Don't, mess, don't mess with Liam, and also ka-ching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be one of my favourite like this century movie quotes ever. It's just, it's up there with some of the most badass shit in cinema history, don't you reckon? It's it's not what you want to hear when no. you're picking up the phone. No, but it's because you know what it is too. It's it's not just some action star. It's a father who's had his daughter kidnapped, and he's talking to the guy that did it. So it's so relatable, especially when you're a father of a girl. You're just like. Motherfucker, you go fuck them up, Neeson. No, like just, but the, the cool calmness of it, like, he combined his calm nature, like you said, he, like we see in this episode, mm. with a don't fuck with me nature. And it's just, <laughs> oh, man, that scene is just like, I love it. Taken One is well, got to be top 10 action films of the last 20 years, don't you reckon? Um, look, I need to revisit them, in all honesty. I mean, they, they it's very much the law of diminishing returns when it comes to the Taken movies. By Taken 3, of it's course. quite... Yeah, there's, meh. How about, about, you, how about in, you put a, a a chain on your daughter's ankle? <laughs> no, but it wasn't her and, getting kidnapped in number three. But the thing is, we've, we've taken though. It's you got to take it in the same vein as like a, a ransom or a payback, oh, yeah. like from the nineties, where they're not like good movies, but they're good for what that for that genre, you know. Well, I'm gonna have to correct you there, Dan, because ransom is a fucking great movie. <laughs> I, 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 I get that, but it's not no. like it's not winning an Academy Award or anything, you know? What no, I, mean? I get I get what you yeah, mean. Yeah. Here's the way I say it, because there are certain, well, we mentioned tiers earlier when it came to, um, you know, um, patrons and all that kind of thing. And there are tiers yeah. when it comes to uh, Liam Neeson action movies since the, since in the 2010s, shall we say. I think Taken came out in 20, uh, 2008. The first Taken in 2008? Was it, that, was it that late? I think so. Holy shit. I thought it was early, but I thought it was before this episode aired. Oh, you're right. 2008. Wow, we. Yeah, yeah. No, he hadn't really segued into his action into his acting career yet. Shit. But the Taken movies are kind of their own thing and they get a little worse as they go along. One of the funniest things is I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but in Taken Two, you actually see him like counting out a bunch of money on screen. I'm like, yeah, there's his salary. He's like making sure I'm getting paid. <laughs> um 
there are some more. There are some that are kind of arty. There's one that I really did called Walk Among the Tombstones. That's um, a pretty I've seen that. Yeah, well, I never like spoiler alert, guys. This is something one of the one of the things that the killer does in that film. He cuts off the women's breasts or their nipples or something. That just like I never it's forgot that. Gnarly. I was like, what the fuck? These guys are evil. Yeah, there's some yeah. evil dudes out there, and Liam Neeson has to sort them out. And in the middle are the ones that I really, really like, and ones that you can revisit a lot. And there's like there's four of them. There's unknown, great non-stop, which is the best one. Of That's the, the one of on the, the train, is it? Yes, he yes. made all all of them. I'm sorry, I'm going to be really film nerdy here. He made them with a Spanish filmmaker named Alme Colesera, yes, um, okay. who's gone on to work with The Rock recently. He made Black Adam and Jungle Cruise, but he made four movies with Liam Neeson: Unknown, Nonstop, the best of the bunch, um, Run All Night, which is pretty good. And the commuter, which ain't bad at all. So I think the commuter is the one that I no, which is the one. It was a, it was really bad. Where like, and, <laughs> was, is, I'm gonna, you, you continue. And I'm going to look at look them up and just see which one it was. Continue. Uh, no, if you've you know you got a, a sort of a lazy evening where it's like, or a lazy afternoon going into the evening, go. I think I just want to watch you know a big guy get into scrapes, maybe punch someone, shoot someone occasionally, all that kind of stuff. You can't go can't go past unknown, non-stop, run all night, and the commuter. I think it's a good uh, a good quartet to, to watch, all with Liam in the, in the lead. I just see he's got two films coming out this year. One's called Memory, and it's, it's just him holding up a gun, and I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the next one is called Blacklight, which is him holding a gun, and I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> he's, made, he's made a, yeah. He, he, he owns that genre now, don't you reckon? He kind of does, and the budgets are getting a little bit lower, and the production values are getting a little bit less. I yeah, don't care. As <laughs> long ability, as Liam- my ability to suspend my disbelief is growing, so <laughs> we, we discussed recently there aren't many people left that you can just put their face on the poster and people will go see the movie. For me, Liam Neeson really, is still no. one of those people because I know what I'm going to get and I know I'm going to enjoy it. Like you've got my twenty bucks. He's very reliable. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a bloke you can trust. Oh, mate, Liam. I'm just saying whether The Commuter was the film. There was one film we watched recently, and it was just not good, and I was so disappointed. It left me, like, not heartbreaking, but I was just like, oh, man. A Liam Neeson one? Was it The yeah. Marksman? It may, I'm, looking, I'm looking at The Marksman now, but that was the one that was in, like, Mexico, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's nah, um, it wasn't that Honest one. Thief? There's a bu- yeah. There's a bunch that like, come out that are one just- where, like, they, they ended up, like, at a house where it was snowing and stuff. Hmm. I will find it before we end up this- um, You will find it, and you will, will f- watch it. <laughs> I will not re-watch it, that's for sure. I have already watched it. But there's one bad one. Oh, Cold Pursuit. That's the one. Oh, okay. I haven't watched that yet. Don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's not a Liam Neeson. It just got really lame. I just I don't know, I think I'm pretty sure it was Cold Pursuit. That's why I didn't- I'm pretty sure Usually it's, it's watch- meant to be more like a black comedy than an action movie. And I didn't know that going in. So that's I guess it's my fault for not knowing that going in. It's, it's kind of like the people that didn't like Starship Troopers. They're like, they expecting an action flick and they got that. So yeah. I guess it's probably, it's probably is a good movie if you know what you're going to be getting. I think we- yeah. We went into it, we're just like, this isn't fucking taken. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, Liam Neeson, he, I think he's definitely one of my favourite actors because, he's, as you said, he's just reliable. You know, he's, he gives you the same thing every time, but he always does it well. Yeah, and occasionally surprises you as well. I mean, there's one of my um, one of my favourites is from 1990. Uh, it's called Dark Man. You know that one, Dando? I know of it. I've never watched it. Good movie. Yeah, from our man Sam Raimi, who brought us the Evil Dead films. Okay. and. He wanted to make like an old pulpy kind of um, 
uh, you, you know, I think he wanted to make a superhero movie, but he couldn't get the rights to anything. So he just said, oh, fuck it, I'll make my own. And came up with this, yeah, sort of action horror comedy kind of thing with the, uh, a youngish Liam Neeson in the lead. And it, it's really, it's it's an incredible movie. It's just marvellous. It's so over the top and colourful and weird and strange. And Liam is just going for it, you know, like overacting, but in a really terrific way so track down dark man if you can tell him guy sent you maybe before we'll, we'll end our little uh circle joke about Liam Neeson now we'll get into the episode but people we asked the, I asked the patrons last night what do you guys want from four finger discount on the patreon going forward in 2023 and one of the things that kept popping up was the return of the guy and Dando show the top tens that we used to do hmm. maybe we can start doing that maybe the first topic can be Liam Neeson that's not a bad idea. Uh, we do have to rename it the Dando and Guy Show, but yeah, that's all. <laughs> I forgot that debate, yes. The Dando and Guy <laughs> Show. Uh, our, our first episode can be the top 10 Liam Neeson films. You pick your five, I'll pick my five. What do you reckon? Good idea. Let's do it. Let's do that. All right. Just some of the extra stuff you get on Four Finger Discounts Patreon channel. <sighs> but yes, the father, the son, and the holy guest star. A good use of a guest star in this episode. He was... In the episode, enough where it felt like... What I liked about it was that it wasn't just Liam Neeson saying, hey, look, everybody, it's <laughs> Liam Neeson. And it was just yeah. him one of, It was him playing somebody. And to be quite honest, if you didn't tell me it was Liam Neeson, even though he was just using his voice, I probably wouldn't have even picked up on it. That's true, I think, yeah. I mean, he did. He wasn't sort of... Uh, you're right, he wasn't telegraphing. In fact, hey, everybody, it's me, Liam Neeson, star of... Uh, when, when did this come out? This is what, 2005. 2005. Okay, when... So this this is the same year as Batman Begins. Yes. Yeah. So you know he's, he's well known enough. I mean, yeah, he's been in enough movies. But yeah, you're right. It's not like hey, everybody at Sean Connery here. It's like oh my god, wow, Sean Connery's here. You know, it's not the most recognisable voice in the world. But then oh, it's Liam Neeson. And then the minute you know, you can't unhear it and you can't unknow it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but you're right. I mean, I like that he didn't sort of play up hey everybody it's me it's Liam Neeson he, just, yeah, he played a character and he been, did it very very well I thought you know father um, brother Sean brother Sean father Sean father Sean father Sean father Sean yeah just seemed like a real a, a, a cool dude <laughs> he came across um, like that teacher that inspires you at school yes yeah and you know knows how to bend the rules just enough for for kids who need it you know, yes this kid I'm not going to get through to this kid if I if we have to go straight down the line we you know take a little bit of a sideways sideways route. You know, here's a here's a comic book. You know you can you can you know smoke a cigarette every once in a while. Um, it'll be fine. But you know you might want to consider doing it this way as well. Good teacher and well played by Liam Neeson in this in this particular instance. I think the best moment in the episode where that highlights that was when he takes Bart back into the classroom. And he sort of like winks at Bart and Bart sort of looks at him as if to say, "Huh, so hmm. you're like you're an authority figure, but you're actually pretty cool." Oh yeah. This is authority I can get behind. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it tells a little white lie to the um, uh, to the sisters. Like, I, I beat the vinegar out of them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Marge in this episode? She was very... I mean, she's very by the book, Marge. She's very set in her ways. She was very... Uh, Almost say, she wasn't very, to- wasn't very tolerant, was she? Very intolerant. Very locked into her particular way of thinking which we've seen in the past absolutely yeah but uh i'm glad that they addressed it from all angles i mean even to the point where lisa's saying 
Mm, you may not believe it, but I actually agree with you. Mm, what? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, having Marge, I've got a few problems with this episode. When I, when I say problems, I just think uh, it's a bit sort of, it's a bit ramshackle. It's a little all over the place. It's not very, I don't think it's very well constructed. I, I don't think the first opening act was a very good setup for the rest of the story. It's like you wasted so much time on this stupid bloody medieval thing. Which yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, oh, so you just wanted to get Bart expelled again. You could have done that in like one scene. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, and t- without looking at my notes, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There was that whole medieval thing, wasn't there, that just took up a whole bunch of time and did have, didn't have very many good jokes and was wasn't actually kind funny? of cruel. No. no, no. So it struck me as a kind of a cruel episode in a lot of ways. Uh, well, I think it has to be when you're, when you're tackling something like religion, it's either you're pro everything or you're anti most things, but you've got to be anti everything. You, c- you can't just be like Catholics are bad, Protestants aren't. It's like everyone has their negatives, but at the end of the day, we have to we have to be tolerant of everyone of each other's negatives. It wasn't really the religion aspect of it so much that I thought it was cruel. I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Grandskipper Willie, as people know, but yeah, you know, I was like, oh, you're being a bit rough on him here. And then the whole thing with Grandpa and the pacemaker and the batteries and all that stuff, I was like. This is the scene that's really turning me off this episode, and you're going to have to work extra hard to sort of win me back. Well, the, the thing is, with the Willie moment in particular, the Willie moment wasn't funny. It was just no. them being mean to him. And then there was one point where I wrote my notes, he didn't even try and write a gag here, and it's the part where he puts the rubber cement on his face. Hmm. And he looks in the water and goes, oh, what drunken whore or hmm. whatever call girl would want to talk to me hmm. now? And I'm like... That's the, that's the best you could come best up with. Best you can do, yeah. I'm like, that's that's a, oh, it's five to five, we're going home in five minutes, what can we just slap into this episode? Like, it just, yeah, we yeah, better have a line in here, I guess. And Yeah, like there's so many moments where it's one. just like, oh, you're, just, you're, you're mean, but there's no there's no comeback. It's just, oh, so that guy just got treated badly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just like, <that's> just <laughs> if you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can support the show for as little as one single dollar we do per month, where you'll not only be granted eternal happiness, but you also get access to exclusive podcasts, our exclusive Facebook community, prize draws, and much, much more. So become a member of the Four Finger Discount family today by going to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Link is in the description of this podcast. Hey, my favorite. But what were your favorite moments from the episode, if you had any, Mr. Davis? Um, look, I had one or two. Uh, certainly one of them was a callback to everyone's favourite seafood restaurant, The Frying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did like that uh, they gave him a shout-out once again, which uh, I, I got a good giggle out of that. As we all know, big fan of wordplay over at uh, the Davis household, and I did enjoy, once you go Vatican, you can't go back again, which is actually the official um, uh, slogan of the Catholic Church. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And, but no, just about everything by my man Liam Neeson. Just thought it was a very good supporting performance. A good, a good guest part by our man. I particularly like the scene where Homer's like, is it true you guys can't, you know? And he's like, oh yeah, celibacy is one of the, one of the, the more difficult, more bigger challenges of, um, of being Catholic. I was talking about the no meat on Friday thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Like, oh, you, you, know, you actually got me there. I was not expecting that. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> and it's funny, I mean... You talk about sort of, you know, new churches that spring up or quote-unquote cults or whatever. You look at established religions like Catholicism and you start breaking down, you know, its rules and rituals and all that kind of business. Like, who came up with this? 
so weird. You know, why can't we meet on Fridays? What's wrong? Why not? Yeah. You know? I it's, mean, it's like following the whole. <laughs> Uh, no, right, right, right to bear arms. It's like, yeah, before there was fucking automatic weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's evolve with the times, if I... I mean, don't get me wrong, growing up in a Catholic household, I was very happy that we got to have fish and chips on a Friday. <laughs> so, is, so is that the whole reason? It's not... It's Yeah, it's not even the whole year. It's just really during Lent. People who are atheists, or not even atheists, but people who just like to pretend for Good Friday yeah. because it's just like, oh, Good Friday. I remember saying to my mum, well, we didn't go to church. Why can't we just have KFC? She's like, because you have fish and chips on Good Friday. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> you just do. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> why? <laughs> a brief breakdown of the Easter season for uh, for the non-Catholics out there. You know, it starts on um, Shrove Tuesday, aka Pancake Tuesday, um, which is the day before Lent actually begins. And the Lent is 40 days of leading up to Good Friday and, you know, the crucifixion of Christ and rebirth and all that all that good stuff. But you're meant to sort of, like, deny yourself stuff for 40 days. Uh, some people take it very, very seriously. Some people say, oh, I won't have my daily Mars bar or something like that. That's pretty serious. <laughs> um, and it leads up to, you know, Good Friday and it's like, yeah, we can kind of we can treat ourselves again. That's when you had hot cross buns and um, and fish and chips and all that stuff. But during the period of Lent, that's when you're not meant to have meat on Friday. I don't think I think you're allowed to have meat on Friday for the rest of the time. I'm pretty sure well we did anyway, but you know, we weren't exactly the best Catholics on the block. And it's like, are you supposed to believe that because you're doing that it's gonna change anything? <laughs> I, I get I get the whole Lent thing. I get the denial of certain things. It's like Okay, you're getting a sm- tiny smidgen of what it must have been like for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because Jesus went into the into the um, into the desert for forty days and forty nights, you mm-hmm. know, to sort of. I think when he was wrestling with his faith. And so did like, Josh. Um, what's his face? Josh Arnett, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> 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 the 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 classic ribald, two thousands comedy, forty days and forty nights, where he said, "I'm going to be celibate for forty days and forty nights." And um, that was there was a there's a whole era of just those kind of films. Was it Tom Katz was another one? Oh. Had Jerry? What, no, what was, what's his name? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell was Jerry. I love, yeah, I love yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he just sort of disappeared. What happened? I feel, oh, I feel, I feel he's, like he's, one of those crime shows or something, didn't he? He's yeah. He's not really acting so much now. He does a bit of um, more hosting and presenting and things like that. You know, I mean, and. He, he, Jerry Connell's a really interesting story because, I mean, of course, he was the little fat kid in um, in Stand By Me. Oh, shit, he was too. There you go. He was, he was yeah. you know, tubby little Vern in, in Stand By Me. And then, you know, about 10 years later, he shows up in Jerry Maguire and he's, you know, shot up like six inches and he's lost all his weight. And he's gone, oh, wait a minute, you're a handsome dude. And he started playing jocks in all these movies. I interviewed him for some movie he made and he was the most charming guy. That's good. He was just the most, he just loved life. You know, and you look at him, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you, you, I think he realised, yeah, I'm not the best actor in the world, but, you know, people seem to like looking at me for some reason and, you know, people giving me money to be in movies. I'll take it. Brendan Fraser, circa 1999. <laughs> kind of like, yeah. So, um, yeah, you just seem like, yeah, I know where I'm at in the world and, yeah, everything's pretty good. I'm like, good for you, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, was jo- it was Josh who turned down Batman, right? Josh Hartnett? Yeah. Yeah, I think they wanted, they wanted Josh Hartnett for just about everything. Back yeah. in the day, I think they wanted the Superman. Just, you just quit acting, right? I think he thought, oh, you're trying to turn me into something I don't exactly want to be. And, yeah, I'm going to step back for a little while. And he never really sort of made because 
you know, he was in Pearl Harbor and a few other things, and he was like, yeah, this guy could actually go somewhere. And I don't think he wanted to go that place, so he just stepped back for a while, and he never really sort of made it all the way back, although he's been he's been in a few TV shows and movies, and I don't know, I'm pulling for the kid. Hopefully he'll have a kid. He's probably in his 40s, 50s by now. It's hard uh, to come back from that haircut in the faculty, though, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I watched the faculty not long ago. And did I'm you like, really? Yeah. This is a handsome guy. What did the what did the hairdresser on 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 staff have against him? Because he looks like one of the Stooges. He looks like one of the three Stooges. Yeah, but I, I think it, was, it fit the character. If that's as silly as that sounds, it like it, it kind of worked. Let's not get too much into the faculty because our faculty is a film I want to tackle for like the movie guys one day. Because I enjoy Let's the faculty. It's one of those films where it's so stupid, but at the end of it, you're just like, oh, that was a fun ride. That got the job done. The yeah. faculty, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but when how do we get to that anyway? When we get to it? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights, yes, for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Jesus suffered during 40 days and 40 nights and showed to Josh Hartnett because all he, he didn't want to have sex, but all these hot ladies were like, we're having sex with you, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a man, though. He was a good-looking dude. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, any more favourite moments from this episode for you? Uh, that's all I had, and I think it might be all you had as well. If you're looking for a podcast that'll always be there for you, look no further than our new show, The One About Friends, hosted by myself and my incredible wife, Nicola. She is literally the biggest Friends fan I know, so who better to help me as we revisit every single episode of the show, discussing the characters, fashion trends, and how this iconic series still relates to our lives to this day. The One About Friends is available now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Next question. You there, eating the paste. Okay, Mr. Davis, this week's trivia is brought to you by our $20 patrons, but not only our $20 patrons, Mr. Davis, but also our main man from uh, the Simpsons Index podcast, Mr. Elliot J. O'Neill, who is our $100 patron of the month. Thank you so much again, sir, Holy for man. your ongoing support here at Four Finger Discount. Elliot J. O'Neill, a co-host of the Simpsons Index podcast. If you do enjoy the show, uh, if you do enjoy the Simpsons, you are guaranteed to love their podcast. We were on there a few months ago now, reviewing Colonel Homer and the premiere of season 34. So check it out. What Basically, the concept of their show is they take an old episode and a new episode, they have a similar theme, and go from there. So the Simpsons Index podcast, make sure you subscribe and listen to it on a daily basis. All right. Also, shout outs <laughs> to our main man, uh, Mr. Andrew Zer, who is not only our $50 patron, but he chucked us a Christmas bonus as well this year. He always does not Mr. Andrew Zer. We love you so much, mate. Thank you so much for your support. Andrew, sir, what a sir. What yes. Can, what can you say? What a sir indeed. And uh, also shout out to these guys, our $20 patrons, uh, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Christopher Darby, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yolande, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Pete Anderson, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us here on at Four Finger Discount. And because you guys are twenty dollars patrons, you will go into the prize draw to win that awesome Simpsons gift pack at the end of the month. Also, shout out to our new man, Mr. Adam Wilkinson. Thank you for getting back on board the Four Finger Discount bandwagon, sir. All right, welcome, welcome back, Adam. Welcome back. Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, what's your first question for me, Mr. Davis? 
How many coins are in Skinner's coin caddy? Mm. How much money? 37. 37 cents. <sighs> 37 cents. Uh, for some reason, I thought 37 coins seems like a lot, but you said, th- I remember <laughs> saying 37 there. How many inches are in a yard? 36 inches yeah. in a yard. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling we might have corresponding questions mm. today. Um, how many times has Homer Simpson masturbated? Oh, yeah, that guy threw me off. I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. <laughs> it's eight billion times. I was like, you could have at least come up with something that's believable. Eight billion that's- times. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Matthew McConaughey in The Wolf of Wall Street, those are rookie numbers. Got to get those numbers up. <laughs> oh, what? oh, you th- you think that's low numbers? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think I probably could have gone the rest of my life without hearing about Homer beating off. Yeah, well, I was going to go start this podcast, say the podcast where we've both masturbated a billion times, and I'm like, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear anyone. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like we all do it, but no one wants to hear you someone talking about it. Even, even your oh, mates, really? like, like when your mates say, "Oh yeah, I did that," it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I love you, mate, but I really didn't need to hear about that. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next question anyway, is: what, What's yeah. the name of the comic that Bart got from the dentist? Oh, it's Doctor Shapiro versus Placula. Yes, <laughs> Doctor Shapiro. Hey. <laughs> I thought it was just I like that whole element of giving Bart the comic to get him to learn. It's also a clever way of taking the mickey out of religion to sort of say, okay, we can't get him with like the normal way. We'll make a mm. comic and we'll like, we'll, you know, which is, which essentially is supposed to be like the devil's, you know, the yeah. devil's book, the comics, but we'll use them to suck them in and lure them in. Come kids. Yeah. Like with, like with Christian rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With, with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Creed were great. up there for a few years. Like they had their hits, and I, I liked them when I was younger. I never, I never realized I was singing religious songs and you know, take me higher and all that stuff. I, hmm. I was too young. I was just like, I don't know, it's just a rock. Can band. you take me higher? Yeah. My sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> and then the singer of the I, band I, I, went I, really fucking like crazy, like on a real binge, and then. He went. He used to be on like those poker shows. Like remember, like Texas Hold'em celebrity oh, Texas yeah. Hold'em, and he was just like a real prick on one of the shows. And everyone's just like, it was like the, it was like the Charlie Sheen moment for that guy. Like he just lost oh. went off the rails on like heel on, turn. Yeah, big heel turn. But yeah, um, Creed, what a time to be alive. All right, what's your next question? <laughs> I'm just thinking about whenever you sing, can you take me higher? You got to do the guitar riff at the end. My next question to you, what is the name of the nun uh, oh. who's Bart's teacher? No idea. She's Sister Thomasina. Sister Thomasina. And my final yeah. question is- Sister Thomasina, Sister, Sister Thomasina. No, no one knows the Mr. Bob Dobelina song. Oh, my God, I'm showing my age. Yeah, I have no idea. Mr. Bob Dobelina. You don't know that song? Nah. Oh. What year was it released? Oh, sometime in the 90s. Way okay. before you were born. Not before I was born. I was born in 88, sir. <laughs> okay, well, you would have been maybe, like, you would have been in your nappies at that stage. My final question is, what is on the sign out the front of the church? Oh, are you... Are you James the Greater or James the Lesser? Yeah, other way around, but yes, you got to, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, do I have any more for you? I could ask you one more if you like. Go for it. What's the name of the school for the blind? School for the blind? Um, mm. No idea, but I thought that was a pretty funny gag, to be honest. Oakwood 
Academy. Oakwood Academy. All right, that is trivia. Uh, stick around, guys. We're going to take a short break, pay some bills, and shill ourselves once again. We'll be right back with our full in-depth review of the episode. Good news, everyone. Yes, everyone's favorite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. It's Tales of Futurama available exclusively for four-finger discount patrons. Starting all the way back at Space Pilot 3000, we're reviewing every episode of Futurama as we sink back a cool, refreshing can of delicious slurm. So be sure to sign up today or else Bender might tell you to... Bite my shiny metal ass. Tales of Futurama, available now at patreon.com slash four-finger discount. This message proudly brought to you by the Hypnotoad. Are you tired of listening to people talk about something and would just rather hear two losers talk about nothing? Well, look no further than Talking Seinfeld, our podcast discussing every episode of the number one show of the 90s. Talking Seinfeld is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you feel like having yourself a time, then check out our new podcast, Going Down to South Park, where we go back and revisit every episode of the iconic series, dissecting the stories, reveling in chef sing-alongs, and chuckling at the occasional fart joke. Going Down to South Park is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date of The Father, The Son, and The Holy Guest Star was May 15th, 2005, the same as Home Away From Homer. Uh, it was written by Matt Warburton, uh, directed by Michael Polsino. Uh, there was no chalk gag, but the catch gag was one where the Simpsons are all uh, prey balloons, and the Homer balloon ends up getting popped by Snowball 2. Now, I, I, say, I guess this catch, because this is an old catch gag, so it was before Snowball 2. I know, because they renamed... The cat snowballed too, didn't they? In that episode where the cats kept dying. Remember that episode? Cool. I do remember that. Yeah, episode. I think we're back to, they're like, you know, status quo, uh, snowballed too. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the episode kicks off at the school. And as I was saying, this whole opening act is just not, honestly, just not that much to it. It's really just stretching, mm. it's like stretching it out. And you think with an episode that has such a, a touchy subject, a, a really interesting subject matter, you think you could have stretched that out more rather than trying to fill up this shit? Potent material to explore, but yeah. no. Yeah. Um, Mrs. K explained that they've got a school medieval festival. She makes Martin the king. Bart's going to be the village cooper, which is the guy that makes the barrels. And Lisa is, of course, the queen. Um, as a result, she's now entitled to the same French fries as the teachers do, the ones made with made potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> and the kids are all setting up. I remember back in the day, like, making signs for the footy. Did you ever, like... Make a sign for like, would you have like part of like a school play or something? We had to like build the sets. It was fun. It was like a time away from the classroom getting to just do. I mean, it wasn't, it was arts and craft, but it wasn't real arts and craft. It was building shit. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. Doing something practical as opposed to yeah. learning your times tables. It's like, oh, wow, this is what it must be like in the real world. I remember um, we built these signs because it was the 2000 Olympics were coming up. And I was at primary school, I was in grade six at the time. And we were building these signs to put up along because the the uh, torch was going to run past our actual school, the road the school was on. So we we're building like these um, the people on cycles, bicycle on on cycles and on playing volleyball and that kind of stuff, and putting them, and attaching them to our fence. So when they ran past, we we're hoping the news were going to see it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But I remember a good like month or so. You know, every like Friday or whatever, we just like got to like leave the classroom for the day and just go build these signs. Like they they handpicked like these kids. <laughs> I remember the kids being so jealous that, that we got to go and make these things. Um, and it was great because every Friday, the art teacher would go and buy us Maccas for lunch. It was like the, it was just oh one of those God. memories of my, of my primary school years where I'm like, that was, so, I mean, it was just Maccas for lunch. But, you know, when you're a kid and you're at school and you're eating Maccas, it was fucking cool, man. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> anything that's different from the uh, from the regular routine. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> you can eat McDonald's on a Friday in the afternoon. Yeah, I, it's actually funny because I took Elliot to a, like a kinder orientation a couple of weeks ago, before Christmas. It's like a Tuesday. And I would have been, it would have been Thursday, sorry, because I picked him up early from daycare. And I said, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to take you to kinder to walk around or whatever and take you back. And it was about 12.30 and he obviously missed like lunchtime or whatever. And I was like, what do you want for lunch? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, do you want Maccas? No, no, sorry. We turned into Maccas and he goes, daddy, you went to McDonald's. I'm like, yeah. Why are we going to McDonald's? I'm like, because we're going to get my Happy Meal. And he goes, a Happy Meal? At lunchtime? What? <laughs> it's like the greatest love, thing ever for him. I love that Elliot turns into baby Eddie Murphy. Yeah. McDonald's? <laughs> Gonna have McDonald's? That stuff gets on McDonald's. But um, he was just, his little mind couldn't comprehend. He was just like, what? Yep, yep. And he was just, it was. You warped space and time for his little brain. And he got, he walked into McDonald's. I walked into daycare, obviously. He's like, I got McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where'd you get that welfare daycare lunch farm? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, mean, he was, he was so happy though. It's funny. I know it's junk food, but sometimes you just got to like, there's something about McDonald's, man. It just triggers kids. They love it. It triggers adults as well. And I'll tell you what. I'm not a resolution as such. I'm, I don't want to call it a resolution, but uh, it is kind of a resolution. I had I had I had the app on my phone, the McDonald's app on my phone, and you know that you buy a certain amount and you rack up points, and that point will get you a free cheeseburger, or in my case, an apple pie. I've got forty thousand points. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I buy the kids Maccas every Friday, so it just adds up, man, over a year. Start using those points to get free food. I know. I looked at it. I'm like, four. But it's, it's, you know what's funny is I see those points and I'm like, but I want to keep them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? Just fucking get a free Big Mac, mate. Just do it. Get get multiple free Big Macs. You'll yeah. get like 10 Big Macs. Yeah. But anyway, I, I had enough to get myself an, an apple pie and I thought, well, I'll get them, you know. And plus, you know, I'm. As I've always said on this show, you know, I am a homer when, you know, limited. <laughs> I have to get it. So when I Every saw the thing. something new at Maccas. Something, yeah. Like a slight saw, variation. Yeah. Saw the sign on the app saying, oh, guess what? The uh, the El Maco were about to discontinue it for another thing or the, or the Cajun chicken burger. I'm like, hey, that's pretty tasty, that Cajun chicken burger. It's going to be gone. I'm going to have one more of those and I'll have my free apple pie and all that kind of business. And then, then, Tando. I disconnected the app. I uninstalled it. I'm, no I am, shit. I'm going to try and go the rest of the year without eating Maccas. The whole year? Yes. Whoa. What can my thing be the whole year without what? What's one food that I love but I really shouldn't eat? I, you should never rid yourself of it for a year because what's going to happen is you're going to get to January 1st, 2024 and you're going to gorge on McDonald's. So like, I, f- I always feel like eliminating a food okay, never works well, out long term. You know, it's for me anyway. It's always been like if I deny myself a certain food for like six months. Once that six months is up, I'm like, give me that food now. <laughs> like if you just r- rather, what you should say is, I'm gonna limit myself to McDonald's once a month for the year. And yeah, at least or, you're still getting McDonald's. You know, or once once a quarter. So once every yeah. three months or something. I, there's nothing wrong with having it once a month, surely. Well, maybe not. Well, well, as Nicholas says, everything in moderation. <laughs> That's when you're like. Honey, what are you reading about tonight? Everything in moderation. That's exactly right. What, what do you think I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> talking about that 
Sweet, sweet apple pie. Yes. But yeah, Let's anyway, McDonald's. So, you, so what can I give? I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work it out. I'm going to come back next week, listeners. You're going to know what I'm going to be limiting myself. I'm not going to rid myself of something, but I'm going to limit myself for the rest of the year. Also, yeah. my thing is I want to run at least uh, 10Ks a week for the for, for mm. January. So whether it be you know, 2Ks and then a 5K, then a, a whatever, at least 10Ks a week over the week. And then in February, I'm going to increase it to 12. And then mm. in March, I'm going to increase it to 15. And they keep going and going and going because Nicola and I are running a half marathon at the end of the year. Oh, well, very good. Compa- yes, Compounding interest. Yes, the, the yeah. power of compounding interest. No, Willie, during the festival, you'll be wearing these urine-soaked rags. You're the village idiot. Now, allow me to apply this rubber cement to your face to represent the ravages of plague. Oh, my face. What drunken cold girl will have me now? Oh. There's nothing funny about this whole scene. No. Know, just- no, this is just a bunch of stuff that happens. There's no jokes in it. No, no. They abuse the village idiot, which is um, which is Willie. You know, let mm. history come alive. And then Willie says he's going to get revenge. And I'm like, well, Willie kind of deserves to get revenge on these kids because they're just being yes, mean. absolutely. Otto plays the lute. Lisa, because she's the queen, she's rude to Bart. They, she says, take Bart to the tower, which turns out to be the backseat of Skinner's car or something. Uh-huh. But then yeah. meanwhile, Willie has apparently baked a pie. Somehow Willie's baked a pie. I don't know how Willie's baked his pie, <laughs> but he's baked a pie with rats inside that are still alive. And he says, you know, once once they break you free, you can go attack everybody. So Lisa cuts open the pie, rats burst out, they start jumping into people's mouths, and Skinner blames Bart and expels him. I'm like, that was a long-winded fucking way <laughs> to get to Bart getting expelled, a story we've already had before anyway. It really was. I, I must admit, I did the like the whole don't open your mouth thing. And then Milhouse gets a whole bunch of mice or rats in his mouth. And there's a nice payoff at the end where Bart sort of goes, ooh, and gets a big rat in his mouth. I thought that was not unfunny, which is different to too funny. Boy, I can't believe you got expelled. Well, don't expect to spend all week lying around on the couch like a bum, because that's my thing. Bart, a school-sponsored medieval festival is supposed to be the best day of a young girl's life, and you ruined it. You deserve to be expelled. I didn't do it. Mom, you believe me, don't you? Bart, I love you, but sometimes I don't love your choices. (sighs) Now we have to find another school for you. And if you get kicked out of that one, you're going straight in the army, where you'll be sent straight to America's latest military quagmire. Where will it be? North Korea? Iran? Anything's possible with Commander Cuckoo Bananas in charge. That was wholly just so they can have the gag of, you know, oh. where's the next war going to be? North Korea? Iran? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I get, I get what you're trying to do, but make the joke funnier. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not funny at all, really. Uh, Marge suggests, I like this, suggests the blind school. Mom, that's a school for the blind. Think of the leg up you'll have. Leg up. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I thought, but it's for me though, I read, I heard that, and I was like, "That's a Homer line, not a Marge line." No, you're right. You're right. That that's um that's the kind of thing Homer would say, which you know I would appreciate. But then, as Grandpa says, um, Homer says basically, let's not invest in money in this. Let's invest in home, getting Grandpa a, a better pacemaker or something because he's yeah we oh, yeah we might as well invest in getting Grandpa a pacemaker. Or yeah, because like yeah. Grandpa's current pacemaker needs new batteries. And then he ends up nearly dying or something. It's just classic grandpa. Whatever. This whole opener was just like, whatever. But that whole, you know, he's, yeah. Because he says, get the batteries out of the smoke alarm. Yeah. And his pacemaker starts shorting out and <laughs> vintage grandpa. I'm like, even my jackass Homer standards, that's just 
real toolish behaviour. But no, no one's helping. Yeah, I don't approve. Yeah. The episode for me, that it doesn't really start until he meets Father Sean. That's the proper beginning of this episode for me. But So he arrives at St. Jerome's and uh, you know, the nun takes the Game Boy off him and threatens him with a, with a ruler. She says, back in my day, he's a ruler, but now that he's a yardstick... But it was quite clear here. I'm going to be 33 inches away. That's not far enough. Because <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why, I also thought, uh, no, it's a foot, isn't it? A foot is 33 centimetres. Is that right? Because isn't it like three feet to a metre or something? I thought a, I thought a foot was 30 centimetres. Let's have a look. One and foot, then six feet is 180 centimetres. Into centimetres is 30.48. You are correct, sir. You listened in... In woodwork class, <laughs> <laughs> I did not actually. I mean, I, I, I was shit at woodwork, and it's a shame because I mean, it, it's it's a a craft that I really appreciate, and something I'd love to be able to do. I'd love to be able to like show off a you know a bitchin' table or bookcase and say, you know what, I made that with my own two hands, mate. Didn't didn't, yeah. didn't didn't assemble some IKEA shit, put it together from scratch. I just don't have the, um, and it's it's defeatist to say that I don't have the the knack for it. I mean, it's something you could learn, and if you did it over time, you could probably learn to do it, and well. But, uh, I don't know, I tend to go, oh, I can't do that, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, I buy into that, too, like you are saying, is you can learn how to do it, because we used to work with a guy, you and I both, I won't name names, but he no longer works where we used to work. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker just went home, and it didn't work for a while, just watched YouTube tutorials, and now he, like, fucking knocks down walls inside the house and fucking renovates this and renovates that for friends, and I'm like... If this guy can fucking do it, then anyone can do it. And I just, I just told Guy off, off mic who it was, and he agrees. If this guy can do it, then any of us can learn how to fucking <laughs> knock down walls. You like, like build staircases in houses and shit now. Like, what? Oh, my God. He's driving a fucking excavator out in the backyard and digging everything up and fucking... Apparently, he's like learning how to build a fucking... He's like built someone's in-ground pool for them now. I'm going to get on YouTube after this. I'm going to start building bookcases, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you can you can literally learn anything on um on YouTube now. It's just pure laziness, as you said, that we don't bother to go out and learn. <laughs> you, can, you can learn to podcast. It's, it's that, and it's just also I don't want the um the algorithm to look. Nicola goes on YouTube. It's like how to build a box. <laughs> Nicola's like, you don't know how to put a shelf on a wall. I'm like, don't judge me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, we did the Chris Kringle uh, with the Davis family. Uh, well, how did it go? Because you hadn't done it when we done the Christmas special. Yeah. Uh, it's eventually all worked out because, as we said, as I said on the Christmas special, everyone in the Davis family was sick or just about everybody. Yeah. So, you know, Christmas was cancelled. Um, we're looking to reschedule for Easter. Um, but we've all been in touch. And, yeah, my sister Margot, who was buying for me, said, hey, I was meant to get you something. What do you want? And I said, I sort of bit the bullet and said, Bunnings voucher? So, you know, so I could actually get, like, some tools. And, um, I mean, even like the most rudimentary, like a fucking drill. It's like, okay, I'm going to start drilling shit into walls so I can, you know, I've got one of those, it's not a Dyson vacuum cleaner, but it's one of those stick vacuum cleaners. No, no, yeah. And it came with a wall mount and I'm like, well, I'm just lying this thing on the ground right now, like a savage, you know, why not get a drill <laughs> and some screws, <laughs> drill that mount into the wall and then put that thing up on the wall. Yeah, it can't be that hard. I'm going to get on YouTube and find out how to do it. And then the lovely Louise is going to see my algorithm and go, you don't know how to drill a hole in a wall. <laughs> it's like, I never felt like less of a man than when I came home from work done one day and Nicola had put that thing for the vacuum cleaner up on the wall. 
and like this floating shelf in Holly's room. I was like, how did you do that? And she goes, I just got the drill and did it. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the thing. My, my wife knows how to do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure I'm said on the show in the past that I bought, I bought uh, you know, some floating shelves from the fine folks at Temple and Webster or something like that. And I had the vision in my head. It's like, well, these are going in my bedroom up above here and I'll put some books on them and maybe a little tiny little plant and, you know, I'll have an Insta-friendly bedroom. Hmm. <laughs> those shelves are still in the box. Yeah. I have not. No, I haven't put them up. They're so, floating anywhere. They're not floating. They're just floating. Yeah. They've run aground. <laughs> in a box you walk past somewhere. your room and just hear, help me. Help me. <laughs> I'm meant to be on a wall <laughs> with books on it, not in this box. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything. I have a meaning, a purpose. <laughs> anyway, so look, we're making resolutions and promises up the wazoo on this episode. Listeners, we love you. We trust you. Hold us to it. You know, yes. make Dando run. Make me put up shelves. Make. <laughs> That's going to be me in 2023. Once, one, like once a week, you know, post in that Patreon group and say, tag guy, say, guy, show us your shelves. Yeah. And a guy goes into Google and takes a photo of, of, of a floating shelf. <laughs> no, no, every week I'm you just getting, take a photo I'm of these shelves on the, in the box on the floor. <laughs> you just, yeah. you just keep posting. By March, it'll be like the the box will be open. <laughs> then, yeah. And sort of me going, scratching my head. Um, anyway, back hold to us episode. to it, folks. Yes. But anyway, back to the episode. So, Bart is, um, he's not liking the new nun teacher. She's being mean, according to him. And she's being kind of cruel. She makes him stand outside the room. That's your traditional Catholic nun stereotype, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wrapped across the knuckles. Was it a Catholic nun in the, in the Blues Brothers? Yes. Yes, there you go. So Father Sean then arrives and he tells the story. So they, they really they really go hard here. Matthew Warburton really goes hard here with the, you're like your mother, you can't take a punch. And I was like, wow, mm. domestic abuse gay. Wow. And then he follows mm. it up with, a, with, with the word wanker, which here isn't a big True, deal, yeah. but in America, no, no, in England, no. wanker is a big word. Yeah, and it's, you know. I'm wondering if it might have got censored here in Australia. I mean, it was on the Disney Plus one that I just watched. I don't but, think uh, it would have been censored here in Australia. Like, Wanker is just like whatever. But in England, pro- in England, possibly. Maybe, yeah. Because, yeah, you know. You don't call people wankers A lot, a lot in of wanking in sure. this episode. But basically, yeah, as Father Sean explains, he had like a vision of St. Peter. He told him to uh, repent uh, all his wicked ways or sod off. And then, then he the, gobbed it, on him. Yes. So then it rubbed off on him. So then, uh, you know, he says to Bart, no, I believe you that you didn't do this. That's the thing. This whole story never had to pay off. You don't, you don't know whether yeah. Bart actually leaves this Catholic school and Willie never gets, not Willie, um, yeah, Willie. Willie. And Willie, Willie never gets caught out for the rat gag. Like it, it doesn't have a, there's no payoff. No, there is none. So that's why I'm just like, why do we waste an, a fucking five minutes of the episode having Bart be mistakenly blamed for this incident? If it yeah. never gets resolved. Cut cut 90 seconds off the first bit. Yeah. If and not more. add that 90 seconds to the end in resolution. You just literally have just cut straight to the medieval festival. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, it's the medieval festival that we have. And it's like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Whatever you, you do. do. I'm the real Jesus here. <laughs> so, it's sacrilege you're spouting them. What's it to you, Irish? My name's Father Sean, and I used to be an ornery wee cuss myself. Until one day after a drunken brawl with my dad. 
You're just like your mother. Can't take a punch. I was laying on the gutter picking up my teeth when St. Peter himself appears before me. Sean, you wanker, he says. Repent of your wicked ways or sod off. Then he gubbed in my face and turned back into a streetlight. And that's how I came to the church. Well, I'm only here because I got blamed for a prank I didn't do. Uh-huh. Call me crazy, but I believe you. You do? Of course I do. You know, lots of church types started off as rotten wee buggers. St. Augustine himself got to start stealing pears. Stealing pears are what? Hubcaps? Reeboks? Human eyes? It's all in here. See for yourself. Cool. Sister Thomasina, I've taken the liberty of knocking the vinegar out of him. He's all yours. Bart clearly likes him, starts reading the comic in class, and he says it's much better than the comic he got from the dentist. And I like that, just the whole one way of just trying to trick kids into uh, believing you or following you or allowing you to work on their teeth or whatever. Here's a comic book, it's fine. We're now at dinner, and Bart is bragging about the Catholic school. He says it's great, he loves Father Sean, blah, blah, blah. Marge is furious about this. Bart, I'm glad you had fun, but I wouldn't get too into that Catholic church. With all the sitting and standing and kneeling, it's like Simon says, without a winner. Mom, that's blasphemy. I'll say a rosary for you. Don't you touch bead one. Homer, maybe we should be concerned. Catholics can be a peculiar bunch. No birth control, no meat on Friday. No meat? What do they eat, light bulbs? Let's just change the subject. Bart, would you like to say grace? Yes, um, in nomine patris et filii et spiritus sancti. Bart, what the hell are you saying? That's Latin, Dad. The language of Plutarch. Mickey Mouse's dog? Mickey Mouse's dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We um we used to uh, have a graceish kind of thing at the school that I went to before before dinner there. And yeah. to this day, I remember the Aesum Christum Dominum Nostrum. Amen. Okay. I don't know exactly what that means, but. It's stuck in my head. Because <laughs> you have to say it so often. That's the way it works, though. Just repetitive. Repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat, repeat, repeat. So it's just stuck yeah. there forever. Uh, yeah. Homer is con- uh, confused as to what's going on, so he goes to yell at Father Sean, and then eventually he gets converted as well. You know, you've well transformed because he transformed into breakfast dinner. into dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a miracle. And then we get bingo. All pancakes aside, I really came here to talk about my son. I understand, but can I wait till after bingo? Bingo? That's my favorite game. I just can't remember what to yell out when you win. Bingo. That's my favorite game. I just can't remember what to yell out when you win. Oh, how about you just say, yay, I won. Bingo! That's a Family Guy-esque gag, but I thought they did it quite well here. <laughs> it is, and to their credit, I thought they were going to drag it out. I thought yeah. they were going to have at least three more bingos. I thought, don't do it more than twice. <laughs> no. <laughs> if we learn anything from... Um, our pal Charlie Clawson on the Last Temptation of a Homer episode. Yeah, the rule of threes. Remember that one, comedy writers. Yeah. Homer confesses to, uh, to cheating. That's how he won all the bingo. And then we get the celibacy gag that I mentioned earlier. Uh, listen, uh, is it true you priest guys can't ever, you know? I'll admit the vow of celibacy is one of our sterner challenges. Celibacy? I was talking about the meat on Friday thing. Man, you guys got more crazy rules than blockbuster video. Well, that's true. But if you do break a rule, you can always find absolution in the sacrament of confession. Wait, 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 wait. No matter what I did, no matter how many people lost their pensions, it's forgiven like that? If you truly repent, then yes. Okay, let's make some magic here. 
I wiped a booger on your shirt. I made a dog and a cat kiss. I swiped a bolted-down TV from a Holiday Inn. I coveted the wife in Jaws 2. I lied to a waiter. I masturbated eight billion times, and I have no plans to stop masturbating in the future. Woohoo! I'm clean! In your face, Lord! Homer confessing everything I thought was quite funny. What I loved more was just the, the light bulb going off in his head as if to say, so I can do oh, yeah. anything now? <laughs> uh, but did, did you ever go to like, did you have confession to the church you went to? Like, did you ever confess? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you had to do it because they talk about First Communion later in this episode and you had to do it a couple of times in the lead up to that, to First Communion and Confirmation, all that kind of stuff. What did your what did your priest say when you confessed to masturbating eight billion times by the age of seventeen? <laughs> seventeen, for goodness' sake, fourteen. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, ne- I never really confessed anything too, you know, sordid. So I've never <laughs> had to. Uh, I've never done it, obviously. But is there a point where you go, if I confess this, am I in trouble? Because there's, there's laws, right, where you cannot be held. Like if you confess to a yeah. murder, do they have to tell the police? Is that I'm not sure about the how genuine that is. I think that might have been sort of stretched to, um, you know, to make TV shows more interesting. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, I'm a tormented priest. This man confessed to murder, but you know, the the bond of the confessional means I can't tell you, police officer. Like, I'm pretty sure that if Jack the Ripper came into your <laughs> confessional booth and said, uh, "Cut up another hooker last night," the priest would be going to the cops and saying. Yeah, this guy did. <laughs> I think that's the case, but don't hold me to that because I am what they call a bad Catholic. Yeah. Okay. So, what? So, do you remember confessing though? You didn't, but I oh think yeah, bad. yeah. I mean, I did it when I was a teenager, but I, I, I haven't been since. Was it intimidating the first time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I'm like, uh, well, you know, I want to give them something a little juicy, juicy or make, yeah, or make sure that they, you know, I don't want to be some wimpy confessor it's like. Mm. I said a bad word to mommy or anything like that. I'm masturbating right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and make with the forgiveness. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I didn't confess to anything sexual or anything like that. I think it was just, oh, you know, I was disrespectful of my folks or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, I didn't try hard enough in school or I was cheeky or something like that. And um, yeah, the priest said, "Yeah, yeah, all right, fine. Say how Mary, piss off." Yeah. Well, as Father Sean explains to Homer here, he can't repent anything because he's not Catholic yet. You know, you've got to be Catholic yeah. for me for this to actually, you know, be confirmed. You know, you're not out of the woods yet, sir. And so he says, "You get you know, it consists of you first looking inside yourself. Oh, but it ends with bread and wine." Woohoo! Ooh. Next morning, Marge, Marge is just like just seems overly angry by the whole thing. She really does, and and given that she's churchy or sort of pious but it's, yeah, I mean, not, but it's, it's um, not her beliefs though so you can kind of buy i guess not, yeah. yeah and, and what, what is it's it's challenging her it's challenging her beliefs as well like she's grown up this is what you believe in and there's nothing else so now yeah. someone that she loves is now going yeah but yeah. she's like no there's no yeah but this is it yeah. someone's accepted someone as their personal something which i thought was a pretty good line and that they needed um they needed a character like Marge in this because I, I know you could have had Flanders and Lovejoy, which they do, but you needed someone else to be that person that always goes, that, that doesn't want to hear someone else's opinion so you can bring yeah. in the tolerance aspect. What a, How I would have preferred this and maybe how I would have done it and probably less successfully, but anyway, um, I would have had Marge react 
but not react as quite as much as she has. I mean, because I think Marge would be upset about the disruption to the status quo of the Simpsons family. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? You guys are going to go to a different church while we go to this church? Yeah, it's going to fuck up my Sunday. And then Flanders and Reverend Lovejoy or both hear about it. And that's when things get blown out of proportion because, you know, Flanders is very religious and, you know, uh, Lovejoy's a representative of the church. These guys are going to, they've got more skin in the game. So that's when, that's when things start to elevate a bit more, which they do in this episode, but it needs to be conveyed a little smoother, a little better. There needs to be some escalation. And this, this, it doesn't happen the way it happens here. I did like Homer's plop to your drop book. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I've written, boy, they're really going after the mix. <laughs> <laughs> but they go after everybody here, so it's not too bad. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm, 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 not, I'm not taking it personally. I don't want you to get the idea. It's like, oh, don't be picking on us, can't we? We've done some nasty shit. We deserve a kicking. But um, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a bit of a sore spot. <laughs> They get the montage here of Bart and Homer converting, just you know, various things. I, I like the um division of the uh, pancakes into bingo games. Yeah, I thought it was the old, cool. the old sort of gangster movie stereotype yeah. of you know, pancakes going up and da, 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 yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Marge feels awkward at church because she's all alone and everyone's sort of whispering. Oh my god, where's, where's Bart and Homer? What's going on here? Flanders says it's time for an emergency meeting of the spiritual council at Stuckey's. Stuckey's looks like a diner that I could get behind. I. I I feel like Australia doesn't have enough of these kind of diners. We have a place called Roadhouse Cafe in Cario, which I believe is like the closest thing to like an, a diner we have in Australia, in Geelong at least, don't you reckon? I think so, yeah. Like yeah we, you know, um, we, trucks, truck drivers just drive past and you get there and they've just got shit ready for you. I, I hate when you have to go into a cafe, <laughs> you've got to wait 25 minutes for fucking eggs. It's like, I just want eggs, mate. <laughs> Give me eggs and bacon. You get there, five minutes later, it's on your fucking table. You're like, see, see, it's yeah, not fucking yeah. hard. You've got some fi- guy only cost me fresh bucks. out of doing a yeah fresh out of doing a five year bid for you know he, he was a wheelman in an armed robbery or something. Yeah. It's the only job he can get, and he's out the back just constantly scrambling eggs and frying bacon on the grill. Yeah, you know, he's probably got a dart hanging out the side of his mouth. The ash adds to the flavour. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, so it's just like uh, give me more of these places where <laughs> you know you go there and you fucking you're eating you out within twenty minutes. I'm impugning the good name of the Cryo Roadhouse. It's probably a very fine... It's a fine establishment. Oh, I love Roadhouse. It's fucking great, man. Like, if you're just on your way to Melbourne, you just want, like, a like a schnitzel roll or something, like, seven bucks, fucking in my schnitzel. mouth, mate. <laughs> Bart and Homer can't go Catholic. The Romans have been separate from us since the Schism of Lourdes in 1573, and that was about our holy right to come to church with wet hair, which we've since abolished. I guess it's good that they're taking an interest in spirituality. No, spirituality is great, Marge. Hey, I'm Mr. Spiritual, but remember, a different faith means a different afterlife. This is where Marge envisions uh, the various heavens, Catholic heaven, and she, you know, it looks like a lot of fun, as we explained earlier, and, and Protestant Protestant seems very boring, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It seems very, very white bread and, oh, yeah, Muffy and Biff and all that kind of business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Trading Places? You know that movie, yeah, yeah, Trading yeah. Places? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, Dan Aykroyd's um, buddies, who are, and she stepped on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've, those guys. I've actually got him in the Santa suit as a pop. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> that's great. All beaten up, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so then uh, she, you know, she wants to speak to Jesus, but he's over having fun with Bart and Homer. And then uh, we get Lovejoy here, just being a little bitch, really. Mm. Like she, yeah. she, she offers him ca- coffee that better be decaf. 
And then he's like, well, she's like, well, yeah, the orange band. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, the husband's sleeping with the sister. Who said that? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's bitch. their way of making fun of, of them. Well, yes. Just, <laughs> he's supposed to be the fucking reverend. He's off fucking yeah, little gossip. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, it, what I like is that Helen Lovejoy is the biggest gossiper in Springfield, but she gets her gossip from the reverend. Yeah. Everyone tells him the secrets and he goes home and is just like, Helen, you won't believe yeah, what Maud told me. Secret to a great <laughs> relationship is just yeah. bitching about other people with your significant yeah. others. Like, yeah. you know, you've been to some party with a lovely Louise and you say, do you see, I think so-and-so had one too many. Oh my God, yeah, they were fucking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like when you go to a party and like, Man, that little that so and so's kid was a shithead today. Fuck oath he was. <laughs> but you know, you know what the thing is? There would have been a I wish it was a scene in like the classic era of Reverend just getting home from work and just be like, Helen, I'm home. Man, you will not believe what so and so told me today. Like I just think that would have been a cool little insight into the relationship that we never really got. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, so we're now at class, Homer's in class for his first communion. Uh, he's got the notes written on his arm. Makes fun of, I think it's Kevin, the kid. <laughs> you know, I got a good laugh out of, you know, little wiener Kevin behind. Him. He's cheating. He's like, yeah, welcome to the jungle, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> great, great line to use on anyone. It's like, any yeah. time, you know, shit's about to go, that like, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Welcome to the real world, punk. <laughs> but Flanders, Marge and Lovejoy come to take them away, but they can't take Homer. So, because you know he's an adult, so they they take um they take Bart. I like that the ministry the Catholic church chicks have no authority here. Oh, <laughs> March says she didn't change Bart's diapers for five years to for him to become a Catholic. I thought there was masters in the party. <laughs> I, I, Elliot still uses a nappy. He's he's put on the toilet a couple of times, but he's we still we're struggling. But you know what it's like? Well, you wouldn't know because you haven't actually got a child. But the thing is. I fear sometimes I'm like, oh, will he be made fun of? Will he be teased? But we went to a party on New Year's Eve and there's two other kids there, Elliot's age, and they both still use nappies. And I was like, mm. oh, it's a bit of relief. I was like, I felt oh, like yeah. I was doing something wrong, you know? Oh, no. But every kid's different. Every kid's different. Um, but leaving, uh, they are leaving in the ministry machine, which is a, just a quick blink of your Mr. Gag, but I thought it was quite nice. And Bart says he's going to choose his own religion. He chooses to be a Jew. Mm-hmm. Does a little Hava Nagila. Don't have a cowman, don't have a cowman, don't have a cowman, have a piece of fish. Oi! Bart, we're here to bring you back to the one true faith, the Western branch of American Reform Presbyterianism. Don't have a cowman, don't have a cowman. They were really steering into Bart's old catchphrases in this one, weren't they? It's like, you know. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all knew and loved them during seasons maybe one and two, but, yeah. I don't think anyone said cowabunga for quite some time. No, no. But um, but Flanders considers the chloroform. Reverend just gives him a, no, better not. <laughs> and then Homer then calls our Marge. I like that Homer, she has the Hawaii Five-O ringtone for Homer. <laughs> Homer's always been a fan of Hawaii Five-O. Just any like Miami Vice, just your, your 80s cop shows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lisa says, yeah, no, I actually, I agree with you. And she says, oh, you know, I um, am a, Bo- a, a Buddhist. <laughs> oh, yes. Lots of kids have imaginary friends. <laughs> Then he says, you know, if I lose Bart, I'm the worst priest ever, except for, well, you know. And you know what's scary is that could be applied to so many. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't just one. It could be anybody. And and Bart and Marge arrive at the Protestant Youth Festival, where tomorrow is the Witch's Coven. And then we get Pious Riot playing, as you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. the, the rock band, Christian Rock. 
and then Bart sees paintball and that sucks him in. It's like one of these things will work. One of these yeah. things will, will will bring him back and convert him back. And it's paintball. And Homer and Father Sean arrive, and so do Lovejoy and Flanders. Bart gives his speech about you know tolerance and acceptance and love and blah blah blah. So they Flanders says you know he's right. Let's concentrate on our real enemies, monogamous gays and stem cells. I'm like man, Flanders hates gays. They've really gone hard <laughs> with that lately. I reckon. Don't you? Don't you think? Yeah. I think he hates the sinner, not the sinner. But yes, he's uh, he's he's not big on same-sex relationships. No, not at all. And then Father Sean shakes his hand. Note to self: have hand replaced. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he says that you know he will take tolerance to heart. And then we get the vision. I like this ending. A thousand years in the future, there's two sort of like legions of Bart followers <laughs> yeah. who are taking his positive message and using it against each other. Each other. <laughs> We believe that God's last prophet, Bart Simpson, preached a message of tolerance and love. We believe the holy Bart man preached a message of understanding and peace before he was betrayed by his follower, Milhouse, and pulled apart by snowmobiles until he died. These are sharks! Cowabunga! That just sums it up in a nutshell to me. It really does. There's a great cartoon uh, which has like two opposing armies and uh, one side saying, our rabbit god will defeat their duck god. And the other saying, our duck god will kick the ass of your rabbit god. And of course, it's the same thing. You know, it's a, yes. the flag looks like a, well, hey, that is a duck. No, wait a minute. It's a rabbit. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not explaining you follow that the very same well. shit, but yet you're somehow arguing each other about it. <laughs> very much so, yes. Because as we all know, cartoons that you have to explain are the funniest of all. <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, that Catholics indeed can be a peculiar batch. <laughs> they can indeed. I learned that I have a lot of catching up to do when it comes to the masturbating field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bump up those numbers. From this day forward, your name shall be... All right, it's time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship, the finale of Season 16. We already know who has won. It is Philip J. Hawkins. Is this even worth reading at the leaderboard? I don't think it even matters anymore, Mr. Davis, does it? Just give us three names. I just said to the guy, we know who's won, so just go pick three names and give some points out. Let's see if anyone else can get into the wildcard draw for next week's prize draw. What do you, oh. what do you got for us, Mr. Davis? Well, i got an honourable mention, uh, one or two here. Uh, say It, Don't Pray It by our man Mark Boston Burgess. Not Yep, Doctor in the House <laughs> by Heath Appleby. Um, actual points. We are going to hand out some actual points down. Okay. okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, one point to Clever Kyle. Kyle Muldoon, Like oh. a Conversion. I thought that was a pretty neat one. I like one. that. Like a Conversion. Hey, here's, here's a name so nice I'm going to mention it twice. Mark Boston Burgess. He's going to get two points as well as an honourable mention because he gave us Faith No More. I believe that leaves Mark on about six or so points or five or so points. And I think Kyle Muldoon moves to the nine-point mark in fourth position. So, well done, guys. And who gets the three this week? The three points go to Ryan Dunlap with There's Something About Hail Marys. I don't know if Ryan Dunlap's ever made the leaderboard yet. So, well done. He's in the prize draw. Yeah. There we go. That's what we like to do here at Four Finger Discounts. So, everyone whose name I'm about to read out, you will be in the prize draw for next week's wildcard prize. We have Matt Collins, Steve Roberts, Ryan Dunlap, Nora Coker, or Coker? No, Coker, isn't it? Coker. Yes. <laughs> Adam Vogona, Alistair Danik, Jordan Seville, Mark Boston Burgess, Ro- Brian Hughes, Billy Fox, Fergus Jeffs, Heath Appleby, 
Kyle Muldoon, D.L. Gorman, Luke McKay. All of those names will be going into the wildcard draw next week to see if you can win the minor prize of this week of this <laughs> year's Four Finger Discount Guy Davis New Name Championship. Yeah. And of course, congratulations to our main man, Philip J. Hawkins. Round of applause. That was that was not that was not me masturbating for the eighth billionth time, by the way. That was me clapping <laughs> my hands. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! All right, it is the final mailbag for season 16 here at Four Finger Discount. If you do have a question for us, guys, send it through to simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. Simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. We've got a message here from one Matthew Polito, and he says, Dear Guy and Dando, I started listening to Four Finger Discount at the beginning of 2022, and as of today, I've caught up on every single episode review. Nice one, dude. Yeah. What a great show. I am so happy to indulge my Simpsons <laughs> fandom without all the negativity that goes with the usual Simpsons talk online. <laughs> I really appreciate that you fairly analyze each episode and even when I don't agree with you, I never feel like you are insulting to others' opinions or just hating Simpsons because it's the hip thing to do. I've been watching The Simpsons since the Tracy Ullman shorts and although I mostly stopped somewhere around season 20, I've been watching every episode again for the last three seasons. It's weird having experienced the last seven or so years of your lives in about nine months. The book, the host changed, the kids, another kid. Congratulations on how far the show has come. Now that I have to wait for the new episodes, I plan to become a patron to hear Mitch's return as well as Guy's awesome movie reviews. Thank you from Matt Polito. Thank you, Matt. That's a very nice way to start the year, getting um, that slurry of compliments. Uh, Yeah, we really appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much. Also, by the way, guys, I didn't realise that we've been actually getting some reviews on our iTunes, on our Apple Apple Podcast. It's called now Apple Podcast account that weren't actually appearing on the Apple Podcast main page yet. But I went to this other website called Chartable.com, and some mm-hmm. reviews have been coming through. So we actually have thirteen hundred and nineteen. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Not reviews, like like star ratings, like mm-hmm. ratings. Uh, I thought uh, on the uh, on the Apple podcast page it only says like 500 and something. We actually have over 1,300. So thank you to everyone who has been taking the time to do so. I wasn't aware. Uh, Apple Podcast didn't update it. So please keep sending those ratings through. It helps us boost up the, uh, boost up the rankings. And I found out that Mr. Yeah. Davis, Four Finger Discount, The Empire, has three shows in the top 15 of after shows on Apple Podcasts in Australia. The, <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back, bitch. Yeah, so we have four. So four finger discount. Talking Seinfeld, gone down to South Park, and the one about Friends are all in the top twenty-five when it comes to after shows. So yeah. we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> we're making it happen. We're making it happen. All right. So this review comes from Benjamin Kane, nineteen eighty-three. He says, "This is one of my favorite podcasts. The Simpsons is my favorite show, and I love the guys' episode recaps and anecdotes. If you're a Simpsons fan like me, this is a must-listen." Join the Patreon and you can listen to their awesome Futurama reviews too. So thank you, Benjamin Kane1983. Also, this one comes from Serial Killer84. He says, <laughs> Best podcast ever. Okay, enough with the references. This truly is the best podcast I've ever heard, and the Facebook group is one of the nicest online communities I've ever had the privilege to being a part of. What ultimately makes this podcast so perfect, besides the obvious love for the same yellow menaces, is that Dando is close to my age. So a lot of his callbacks to childhood shows, friends, toys are usually accompanied by my own nostalgic flashbacks to when I was a kid. Guy is an absolute delight to listen to as well. Besides the kind, deep voice, it's excellent to hear another jazz fan dropping a good word with a particular slice of audible chocolate every now and then. Keep up the great work, guys, you, magnific- you magnificent bastards. By the way, 
thank you, serial killer. Uh, keep up the serial killing. Um, <laughs> need to tell you, good folks, that uh, do we talk about this on Christmas Day uh, on the Christmas episode? I'm not sure. I don't think I've received my gifts from you by then. Oh, we mentioned the the. the I told you what I gave you. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, serial killer. Just so you know, uh, Dano gifted me a lovely vinyl copy of the greatest jazz album of all time. Miles Davis is kind of blue. Mm, loved it. Thanks so much, Dando. <laughs> no worries at all, sir. And final one here, before we get into a couple of questions from the patrons, I don't always agree with their opinions because I believe Simpsons Safari is a good episode, even though they didn't like it. Piss <laughs> but off. I enjoy, but I enjoy <laughs> listening to them discuss the show nonetheless. Even when it's an episode I don't really like, I still enjoy them. Whether it's Guy and Dando or Dando and Mitch, it's always good. Thanks, TJ Spike. Appreciate that. TJ Spike. Nice yes, TJ Spike. What a name, TJ Spike. That's pretty rare. That's a good wrestler's name. That's better than Max Power. <laughs> His finisher should be like the Spike driver or something like that. <laughs> the Spike. TJ Spike. Well, thank you, guys. So keep sending your reviews through. We will. F- I'll find them now, and I will read them out on every show. <laughs> and if you don't want to leave some kind words, just give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. It helps us boost up those rankings. Dando, if you're going to say that, you've got to say it later. I will find them, and I will read them. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the patron mailbag now, shall we, Mr. Davis? Please do. It's just another one of those little bonuses you get by being a patron is you get guaranteed questions being read out. Mm-hmm. First one here from Jake McFarlane. He says, how long would it take you to admit all of your confessions? Would it be as long as Homer's? <laughs> Depends what you consider bad. That's true. Yeah, I've got a lot of shit that I can live with. <laughs> I've got a lot, of, a lot of shit I confess to, a lot of shit that I don't think the priest wants to hear about either. So I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to traumatize the poor dude. Or, no, or, no. or lady. I don't know. Does, does the Catholic Church have uh, female priests now? Or well, at 2005, they apparently didn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't have too many. I was never that naughty. I feel like sometimes I look back in my teenage years and feel like I kind of wasted my time. I'm like, I could have done so much naughty shit, but I sort of at that time went, Nah, I, I erred on the side of caution. But I look back now and go, fuck it, man, you should have just done it. <laughs> I yeah, don't regret I, it, but I'm just like, uh, I wonder what would have happened if I had have just gone for it. True. I mean, some of the things you think are going to be um, <laughs> irreversible or whatever back when you were a teenager, probably, probably wasn't that bad. And you, you know, would have stored up some nice memories. Hmm. Harrison McClure says, have either of you ever had a religious interaction you found funny or weird? <laughs> I remember once we had people come All to the door, <laughs> um, just like, I say Bible bashes, I know it's probably offensive, but just, you know, when they used to, they used to come to your doors and try and sell you the books, you know, oh, yeah. give, you, yeah. give you the free books and shit. It doesn't happen anymore, but they used to do it all the time. But I remember once I didn't realize, but I'd answered the door in my undies and I was talking <laughs> to these guys for like two minutes. And then at that point I realized, I looked down, I was like, Oh shit! I'm in my undies, mm. and Ooh. they didn't like even bat an eyelid. They were just, they just fucking. They had their eye on the prize, not the not that prize. <laughs> I was about but they to were say. just like, yeah. But they were just like, they were here for it to for, on a mission. They didn't they didn't look down. They were just like they were there. This guy's in his undies. What of it? I ended up just sort of going, oh yeah, guys. Look, I've really got to get to the toilet. And I think it worked better because I'm like, this guy's nearly naked. We should probably just let him go. Like, yeah. like, but it was, that, it was that point where I was like, <laughs> mid conversation, pants went, down. Yeah, I was mid conversation. I was like. Oh, wait a minute. I'm in my undies. <laughs> uh, what about you? Hmm. Uh, no, not that many, in all honesty. I mean, I've known some, you know, some really good straight up and down priests during my, my Catholic tenure. 
you know, some who were just, you know, genuinely were good they, dudes. Were they moving up and down or were they just straight no, up yeah. and down? Ooh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I could have phrased that a bit better, but just you know, solid dudes. You know, I mean, there was one in particular, um, a, 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 a big-time priest here in Geelong, um, who was just, you know, like a really nice guy. The one bad thing that he did, and he probably wasn't even that bad, <laughs> I think I, I lent him my Indiana Jones DVD box set, uh, and I never got it back <laughs> because I think oh. he got relocated. What a motherfucker. Uh, but that's all right because I upgraded to the Blu-rays anyway. Yes. And, but I was like, yeah, you're, look. You're you stuck know. with that DVD. Yeah, uh, what's, what, what was the DVD your, quality? It wasn't even HD, was it? It was just like. Yeah, I mean, enjoy your antiquated format. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean. Um, your interactive menus. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's the bonus feature, menu. Yes. Um, but I've also known some who are kind of like, yeah, I don't know how you'd function outside of the. Uh, I don't know how you'd function out in the real world. I think the the, the rather limited um, enclosure of the Catholic Church probably suits your social skills quite well. Um, I won't have any sort of that many awkward ones. I mean, because you know, growing up Catholic, you're kind of like, eh, I'm gonna. Yeah, these guys are kind of authority figures. I think I better you know go along with what they say. Not everything they said, but you know. Some things they say. All right, this one here comes from Georgia Catherine. What's an aspect of religion, generally or specific faith, where you think, oh, that's enticing? Whenever I watch fucking um, Sister Act, the whole, oh, happy days, the whole mm. chorus singing, I'm like, man, if that was what church was like here, I would go every week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I remember, you know, growing up and going to church on a Sunday and, you know, you, you'd have the priest up there, you know, saying the eulogy and, you know, trying to fold real world concerns into, you know, uh, into Bible stories and that. And, yeah, more often than I was like, oh, yap, 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 these guys are boring. But um, every once in a while you'd hear something that would kind of resonate with you and thought, that's the kind if I never really fully entertained the idea of entering the priesthood, but I thought if I could do it this way and, like, provide moral guidance to people, um, you know, from a spiritual foundation or other, and say, look, life's complicated, but, you know, here's something that might help you get you through. Here's something to remember that, you know, might make your life a little easier. I thought, that's something I'd really enjoy doing and that's something I feel I could gain fulfilment and purpose out of. And, you know, then I heard that you, you know, couldn't have a girlfriend if you were a priest, so... Forget about it. <laughs> I just went. I just went around not having a girlfriend without being a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the best of both worlds would be sort of like a the ones that go around and help like the youth centres, like the neighbourhood watch or whatever, like that, where yeah. you're, you're having an impact on the local community. Yeah, and plus, you know, I also grew up, uh, you know, watching old movies on TV, and you know, in the on the in the old black and white ones, there'd always be like those, you know, streetwise, you know, come up from the gutter priests who were like. You know, they probably started off in a street gang or something. I was like, uh, better not be doing this. I think I'd better, you know, straighten up my life. But they're still kind of tough guy priests. Yeah. They're like, you know, they see some kids, you know, like Father Sean, the kids going off on the straight and narrow. So they sort of give them a bit of a clip around the ear and say, you'll be going to hell if you keep doing that shit. So just, you know, behave yourself. Because <laughs> um, there's, there's the stories of the past. It's like it's the, the legend of that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, my you know that he, you know, took on a whole street gang and beat the beat the shit out of him. Now he's a priest. Like, well, we'd better listen to him. He once made a guy eat his own testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Knife and fork. 
<laughs> you put them on a plate. Yeah. I, I, I thought that kind of um, aspect of, of religion or something could be appealing if I could pull it off, and which I didn't. All right, guys, we're running short on time. I just heard the kiddies just walk in the front door. Mum babysits them here on the in the Wednesday afternoon as we record. But it is now time for me to wrap this up. If we didn't get to your question, I will make sure that either Guy or myself answers it in the Patreon group. So do not fear and keep sending your questions through. When Guy posts them up, every question will either be answered on the show or we will respond to it in the Patreon group. Don't forget, guys, if you want to support the show, the best way to do so is by joining the family on Patreon where you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, early ad-free access, prize draws, uh, Zoom chats with Guy and myself, and so much more. Uh, the link to that is in the description of this podcast. Keep sending in your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We will read all of them out on the show, and it definitely helps us uh, boost up that um, that algorithm on pod- on Apple Podcasts as well, on iTunes. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Four Finger Pod. We're closing in on uh, 6,000 followers now, which is pretty cool, considering Ooh. it started last year, we're only on 2,800. So we're growing. It's pretty cool. Uh, Four Finger Discount on Instagram and Four Finger Discount on Facebook. Mr. Davis, this has been Season 16 of Four Finger Discount slash The Simpsons, our review of The Father, Ooh. The Son, and The Holy Guest Star. The next episode of The Simpsons, which is the uh, the premiere of season 17 is the bonfire of the manatees which guest stars one alec baldwin oh my man <laughs> yeah and our man joe montagna is back as fat tony as well oh yeah can't wait so that is the the first episode of season 17 coming here on four finger discount uh next week but for now mr davis any final words for those incredible listeners out there all across the world i wish i'd gone to more orgies Shh.